0: That was supposed to be, Amen, You May Be Seated. I think it came off as, Men, You May Be Seated. But you ladies took the cue anyway. We are finishing up our series on walking with Jesus. And um, when we started, uh, the disciples were in Galilee, and, um, and they began their long walk on foot to Jerusalem. And as they, uh, as they walk to Jerusalem, um, they encountered all kinds of people along the way. And now they are on their final stretch, the last mile. They're, um, they're getting ready to walk um, in to Jerusalem, this place that they've been, they've been headed this whole time um, that, that Jesus face has been set like Flint to get to. And so, I'm going to read um, Luke, the 19th chapter, verses 28 through 39. But then I'm going to skip to um, the 23rd chapter, verses 23 through 31. Because I'm going to, I'm going to show you um, uh, the, the triumph of Palm Sunday of, of, of walking into Jerusalem. And, and then I'm going to show you um, Jesus walking with his cross. And we're going to look at these two pictures together of what it means to walk with Jesus. So hear now the word of our Lord. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you as you enter it. You'll find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden untie it and bring it here if anyone asks you why are you untying it say the lord needs it those who were sent ahead and and found it just <laughs> those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them as they were untying the colt its owners asked them why are you untying the colt they replied the lord needs it they brought it to jesus through their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it, as he went along. people spread their cloaks on the road when he came near the place the road goes down to mount, to a mount of olives. The whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God in a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus. "'Teacher, rebuke your disciples.' "'I tell you,' he replied, "'if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out.'" Now on to chapter 23, starting with verse 23. "'But with loud shouts they insistently demanded "'that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. "'So Pilate decided to grant their demand. "'He released the man who had been thrown into prison "'for insurrection and murder,' the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things while the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? This is the word of God. May it find its way into our hearts and lives this morning. By the power of His Holy Spirit, Amen. One of the um, joys of uh, of having done youth ministry since two thousand four is that I am um, starting to reconnect with uh, with people that were in those uh, those those first couple of youth groups who are now. Adults and have kids of their own. And I get to see what they're doing and, and, and what they're up to. Um, uh, many of them are, are, are very active in their churches. And, um, and uh, there's a couple that are, that are even pastors. And uh, it, it's just such a joy and just such an inspiration to, um, to, to get to reconnect with those kids. Um, one of the heartbreaks is when I'm reconnecting um, with someone that, that was in my youth group and, uh, and we talk for a little while and, and then I find out that, that they've stopped going to church. That um, when they graduated, they graduated from their faith. And, uh, and, and sometimes it's a kick in the teeth because, um, because some of these uh, the students were my most faithful and my most active and, uh, and, and not the ones I ever thought um, would fall away. They, they left my program seeming like they were so on fire for Jesus. And then I reconnect with them. And they're same people, and, and, and they're good, and they're trying to raise their kids right. But I know that there's something missing. Something that I felt like I worked so hard to put there and it can be heartbreaking. And the thing I've learned through the years is you, you really never know which ones are going to fall away and which ones are going to stay to the end. The same was true of Jesus' disciples. You know, if, 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 uh, if, if you were begging on which disciples were going to walk with Jesus to the very end, you probably would have put all your money on Peter. And yet, he's walking with Jesus through the palms. But during the passion, he's nowhere to be found. What's the difference between people who walk the whole way and people who fall away? What's the difference? And my question for you is, will you walk to the very end? See, we're, we're given two pictures in this, this scripture of, of what it means to walk with Jesus. And it's um, and, and, and the first picture. The last mile, you can um, almost feel the sunshine beaming out of that passage. It's, it's uh, uh, all, these, uh, all these disciples are just high on adrenaline. Their, their chests are puffed out. They're, they're, they're so happy to be marching into Jerusalem with their king. Uh, they, they've gotten to the last mile, and they've commandeered a donkey, and they're uh, and they're, they're 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 marching the last mile to Jerusalem, and they're excited. And it says, all the disciples, the multitude of disciples who had seen Jesus' miracles, were crying out, and and, and they were shouting, "Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord." See, Jesus began this walk with, uh, with his, his merry band of disciples, but as he went from village to village, the crowd following Jesus grew and grew and grew. And finally, in this last stretch, it's, 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 it's almost a parade. And they're all marching to town, excited for what awaits them there. But fast forward a week, the scene's very different on friday all the disciples have vanished a uh, uh, the 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 man simon called peter is, is cowering in a corner somewhere denying he ever knew the lord and some random simon has to be pulled out out of the crowd to help jesus carry his cross they've all disappeared Judas is hanging from a tree somewhere. The disciples that, that said, we'll follow you to the end, are nowhere to be found. What happened? I kind of think they ran out of faith and they ran out of hope. See, see, they marched into Jerusalem with, with, with these great expectations for what Jesus was going to do and what he could do. It's said they had seen his miracles and, and they, were, they were crying out in a loud voice. They were so excited about, about what was going to happen because they, they had seen Jesus work such wonders. And if, and if any man was the Messiah, if any man was the Son of God, if any man was going to, uh, to rule on the throne in Jerusalem, surely it was this guy, this wonder worker. And then the week doesn't unfold like they're expecting it to. And, and, and they, they see their charismatic rabbi led off with hands bound. And he doesn't even lift a finger to defend himself. And they wonder, is he even capable? Is he even the miracle worker we thought he was? Or was it all just tricks? They're all out of faith. They're all out of hope because they believed that 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 when 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 they marched into Jerusalem, they were marching to the palace. That 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 the week was going to end with with, with Jesus on the throne and and, and and the Romans in retreat. That that they were arguing about when they, when they reached that throne, who's going to get to sit on the left and who's going to get to sit on the right. They had high expectations. And then they saw them all dashed. Jesus was being crucified like another false messiah. They were all out of faith and all out of hope. So what else is there? They left. They turned pale. They ran. Have you ever been all out of faith and all out of hope? Have you ever um, just had too many prayers that just didn't go your way? Or, or you, you just uh, uh, one too many mornings, looked at your uh, news scroll on your computer or, 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 uh, or, or read the newspaper and just saw too many bad headlines? or or, or you just uh, too disappointed by the church or you just felt all out of faith and all out of hope i'm going to be honest your pastor some mornings i wake up i'm a stone cold atheist some mornings i wake up and i'm all out of faith and all out of hope What ever happened to you? The mornings I wake up ah, I'm a fraud. <laughs> I need I need to find honest work. Ever been all out of faith? And all out of hope. There were those that walked the whole way with Jesus. There were those that didn't turn away. It was the women. You catch that? After, after, uh, after, after the men had all fled and, uh, and they had to, to pull some random dude from the crowd to, to, to carry the weight of this cross, the women still stuck with him followed him, weeping and wailing. Not because they had, had a, a, any more faith in, in, in his, uh, his, his messiah All of that, they had seen that dashed. Not because they had uh, any hope of, of some kind of future glory. They were watching it die before their eyes. They followed him, weeping and wailing. Not because of what he could do for them, but just because of who he was to them. See, in that crowd of women, there's, a, there's, there's, there's this woman from Magdala, the Magdalene, they called her. And, uh, and, and she's following and she's weeping for Jesus. And, and she's remembering that, um, that, that when no one else thought she could do anything, when everyone just looked down at her as just a woman, that Jesus looked at her and saw a disciple. Saw someone that could hang with the boys and invite her along. And she thinks, maybe he didn't turn out to be what we all thought he was. But he believed in me. How can I turn back now? Somewhere in that crowd, I think there's a, there, there's a prostitute, former prostitute. Remember, uh, in her worst moment, she, she, was, she was dragged out um, naked and exposed. And, 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 and all the religious authorities had, had surrounded her. And they had stones in their hand. And they were getting ready to stone her. And, and, and they looked to this, this enigmatic rabbi scribbling in the sand and they said, what does the law tell us to do? She was at her worst moment. And Jesus said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And one by one, they dropped their stones and they walked away. And then Jesus looked in her eyes and he says, I do not condemn you. Go and sin No more. I got to think this. This woman thinks that she's she's weeping and walking beside Jesus. He was there for me in my worst moment, in the worst point of my life. He was there for me. How can I turn back at the worst point in his life? Somewhere in that crowd of women, we've got a mother. Every mother thinks their son is the son of God. Sometimes it doesn't pan out. Do you think this mother's disappointed in her boy? No. You may be just a man, but you're still my boy. She thinks as she walks beside him, doing what only a mother can do. See, all of those women walking beside Jesus, weeping, wailing, they were all out of faith. They were all out of hope. But they walked because they had love. Because they loved Jesus. And love, love walks the whole way. Love walks the whole way. See, religion that is based on what the deity can do for me. is based on um, praying to storm God for rain. Well, when the sky dries up and the ground dries up, faith and hope dry up. When it looks like the miracle worker has performed his last trick, the spectators all go home. But relationship built on love... That walks through the darkest valley. Love walks the whole way. See, I wake up some mornings, I'm a stone cold atheist, and then I remember something. I remember that I'm too in love with Jesus to do anything else. I'm too in love with Jesus to do anything else. I remember that, that, um, that, that one night I was sitting on a bench outside of a hospital in the rain that, that my wife had just, just given birth to our six-month-old stillborn. And I was at my lowest point. I was sobbing, and I felt Jesus' arms around me and I heard a voice in my soul that said, I will not leave you orphaned. And so I think, I don't know if you're here beside me now, but you were there when I needed you. So I guess I'll keep on walking. And like bag indigestion, the atheism's gone by noon. so, Don't have to email your DS to Pastors and Atheists. I'm good. (laughs) But love walks the whole way. When, when, When our tanks feel empty, when we're all out of faith and all out of hope, if we've just got a drop of love in there, we can keep on going. We've just got a drop of love. When we're having trouble believing in the promise, when we're having trouble hoping things will get better, if we just have a drop of love, we can keep on going. Love walks the whole way. After all, don't you think Jesus was a little out of hope and a little out of faith when he was on the cross and he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, but he walked the whole way, didn't he, for you and for me, he endured the beating, he endured the, the mocking, he was spat upon, he, 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 they placed that crown of thorns on his head, and he kept on walking, That cross was so heavy. Towards the end, he couldn't lift it himself. They They had to impress somebody from the crowd. He fell down. But he got up and he kept on walking. And when he got to that hill, the place they call the place of the skull, Golgotha, when he got there and he looked up, he could have called down all those angels. He could turn around and said to the crowd, this far I go and no further. But he kept on walking. Not because of faith, not because of hope, but because love walks the whole way. Solomon Rosenberg um, is a Holocaust survivor. And um, in his memoirs, he tells a story about being in the concentration camp. He went there with um, his uh, two aging parents, um, his wife and their two sons. And the rules at this camp were very simple. As long as you could work, you got to stay alive. When you started falling behind on your work... Well, that's, that's when you disappeared. And Solomon Rosenberg talks about watching his aging parents as they fell behind on their work, and he would just uh, he would get home from work one day, and one of them would be gone. And he saw both of his parents go like this. and said so he knew that next was going to be his son David, because his son David was always frail never really able to um, run and play like the other boys. And he could see him falling behind each day. And, uh, and, and Solomon um, just, uh, he, he worked extra hard to, 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 get his, uh, to get his load done so that he could go, help, uh, go behind his son and, and, and help him, to, to keep him alive as long as he could. But he always had that pit. In his stomach, knowing that, that that one day he would come home from his work, and he wouldn't be there. Well, one day uh, Solomon comes home, and the barracks are empty. He can't find anybody. Um, no one from his family's there, and and his heart just drops, and so he's he's searching everywhere, and, and finally he finds uh, his oldest son Joshua, in like hiding in a corner, and he's just sobbing. Joshua, Joshua, he says, did, did they take David? And he wipes tears, and says, yes, yes, Papa, they took David. He looks around. He says, where is your mother? Your mother was strong enough to work. Where is she? Joshua looks up at his father and says, Papa, when the soldiers came for David, he was crying and he was afraid. And so Mama pulled him close. And said, There's nothing to be afraid of. And she walked with him so he wouldn't have to go alone. Love, love walks the whole way. Love walks the whole way. I'm an optimistic guy. I don't believe I'm uh, called to preach bad news every Sunday. I always like to, to send you out of here with a little faith and a little hope. to hope you live your lives. But that's not where this passage leaves us, is it? Jesus is looking at these women that are weeping. He says, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves. It only gets worse from here. What if that's true for us? What if it only gets worse from here? What if night hasn't reached its darkest pitch for us yet? Will you keep on walking? When you're all out of faith? you're all out of hope? Will you hold on to that little bit of love still left in your tank, and will you keep on walking? Thanks, preacher. Really picked me up right there. Just what I needed to hear. Well, that is only half the story. And if you come back next week, I've got some great news to share with you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.